As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your ability to taste is the box of 96 Crayola brand crayons with the sharpener in the back. You are the cool kid at school. You've got the best school supply ever. <laughs> I show up. With the Rose Art Box at 12. <laughs> Stranger Connections is the embodiment of Lisa David Olson's perspective of we're all just friends who just simply haven't met yet. It's an exploration of the weirdly wonderful side of life and a look at the single commonality we have with each other. Our differences. Slip off your shoes, pour a cup of your favorite, and let's meet this week's Barrel of Quirks. Welcome to Stranger Connections, where I celebrate wonderfully weird people and their quirky stories. I'm your curious beast and host, Lisa David Olson. And in this episode, I get to chat with Dia Klein. Welcome to Stranger Connections, Dia. Spelled D-I-A. D-I-A. If you speak Greek, you can call me goddess. If you speak Spanish, you can say day. Or you can just say Dia. It's all good. Miss Klein, if you're nasty. Miss Klein, if you're nasty. (laughs) Totally. You are my first guest that I can introduce as a woman who smells funny. That's right. Not many people you can say that to their face. No, right to your face. Right to my face, and I take it. In audio, yes. That's That's exactly right. So you are a, we will get to the smelly thing, but you are a comic You do acting and performing and a professional writer of all things funny and maybe not funny. (laughs) Maybe. All things professional. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love it. It's so great to meet you, especially after I was doing my stalking uh, research (laughs) and learned that a really cool acting coach compared you to Gilda Radner. What? That was the most amazing compliment I've ever had in my life. I I had just performed. I had just won. I was in this competition and I came off stage and a world champion public speaker comes up to me, waits his turn in line because, you know, I won famous, waits (laughs) his turn in line and says to me, just 
glorious, flattering things. Oh my God, you're really funny. You have charisma. You've got it. You need to do stand up. You need to do all this. And so I said, Oh, am I like an Amy Schumer? And he looks at me and he goes, No, more like Gilda Radner. And I said, Did you just call me Gilda Radner? Oh, wow. And I said, I Now I will it. be stalking you for the rest of my life, you know. That means a lot. I mean, that, that person has seen many, many performances, yeah. female Qualified actors. opinion. That's what I like. Qualified opinions. That is amazing. And I, I definitely see that. I was looking around at some of your videos and you are just such a presence and everyone needs to check out Aww. Dia Klein's um, YouTube and well, you've got other sites. We'll get to that, but <clears throat> you're just so humorous. And the funky thing about you is that you have congenital anosmia. Oh my God. You said that perfectly. That was beautiful, Lisa. You win. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I won by a nose. You won okay. by a nose. A broken nose, but you won. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you, can't, you do not have the sense of smell. Right. So congenital means being born with, and mm -hmm. anosmia is lack of smell. So I was born without the lack of smell, which some people can take in. They can understand that, but more often than not, people have questions. They have lots and lots of questions about what that means because they correlate what I just said with other things. So I just said, I was born without the ability to smell. I can't smell. And they will say, oh, so you can't taste. And I'll say, I never said that. I said, I can't smell. And then we get to, into mansplaining how your body works. <laughs> oh, they're connected. If you can't this, then you can't that. And, oh, really? Tell me more. So sorry. <laughs> You're so handsome and smart. <laughs> you, gosh, God, you make me feel so proud to know you. Yeah. I'm cute. You're smart. <laughs> Look at my boobs. Mm. <laughs> and then I walk away. No, and, yeah. then, and then I get to educate. With snark? No. Maybe. <laughs> and then I, I go into the whole shtick about what, what that is. And so much of my comedy bleeds into that. And I have congenital anosmic magic tricks. I have stories, you know, all this stuff that's based around this really weird point of view that I turn relatable. And that's the fun part of it because you got to relate to your audience. They have to care. Nobody's going to relate to congenital anosmia. But then COVID hit. And then everyone knew the word anosmia. Yes. Because they were like, oh, can't smell. You have COVID. I'm like, oh, no, no. Chill your grill. <laughs> Chill your grill. There's, I, I still need to educate you because there's a difference between congenital and acquired, which is right. what the COVID stuff is. And it's a whole big, it's a big, long conversation. Right. Well, how about those of us who had COVID, who did lose both mm -hmm. sense of yep. taste and smell, and we can say, oh, I know how you feel. Because for six weeks, I, I couldn't taste and it was awful. So I know how you feel. <laughs> yep. And I go, uh-huh, I, I can taste. But I lost my taste. How, why? Okay, because I'm a congenital and I can explain it. No, mm -mm, no, I'm good. I'm I fine. suppose it's like trying to explain colorblind or... Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, the, it's the superimposing of someone else's experience onto your experience that clouds it 
because when you say, oh, no, they're different, it's separate, I, I, I hear you, I understand you, my experience is other. And they go, huh? How could it be other? Because I experienced this, so you must be experiencing the same thing. Well, you're sure fun at parties, I'm sure. Oh, my God. I'm Smell my armpit. And sniff. I, yeah. I just did volleyball for six hours. Smell my armpit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I could just see where you could go with that. But it, it is interesting to say that you cannot smell. I know I'm going to that spot where you have to explain it, but that you can taste. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's going to be different. I have a really great analogy that I like to use because it really illustrates Someone like you who has the ability to smell and taste, your ability to taste is the box of 96 Crayola brand crayons with the sharpener in the back. You are the cool kid at school. You've got the best school supply ever. (laughs) I show up eh, with the Rose Art box of 12. (laughs) They still work. It's just different. It's just different. It's a pure sense of taste. I've got the primaries and I have variations within that, but I don't have gold. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have fluorescent neon orange. No silver metallic. Yes. No, I have no. (laughs) But you got a blue? Pass me a blue. I got a blue. It's a little teal, maybe a turquoise, and that's a royal. (laughs) (laughs) It's a royal. Fine. And so that's the difference of taste. Yeah. And so what is your favorite food, your favorite flavors? Well, so that's a really tough question because I'm an eater. I eat food. I am a lover of food. I'm, I'm on the paleo spectrum. So I eat paleo, which means I love pizza, but I, I have to eat a paleo type of pizza. But I, I just love, love, love food. I grew up with a world palate. I grew up eating pesto in school in the fourth grade and people looking at me like, why are you eating green pasta? I'm like, because it's fucking delicious. What are you talking about? Yes. Because what are you? Salt starch. Your Hungarian background? Yes. Well, uh, yeah. Well, pesto is pesto Italian. Yes. Yes. But yes, the Hungarian, uh, that would have been falafel or vecinals or latkes. Ooh, yummy. Yummy food. But, but I, so I just grew up eating just, I love, 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 love food. So I, I always turn this question back to if I were on a deserted island, yes. what would I want with me? And my, my answers are not deserted island friendly, but nonetheless, chocolate ice cream, popcorn, and peaches. Wow. <laughs> chocolate ice cream. So you can taste that. Uh-huh. Nothing in it. Like chips, the- chocolate chips in it. Well, you know, I like mint chocolate chip. <clears throat> I like double, double deep dark chocolate chip chocolate. Cookie chocolate. dough all day, girl. No. Texture. That's a, little, that's a little banal for me. Mm, I like to, I like dark, dark, dark chocolate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like bitter. I like it's good for you. It's healthy. It's for your heart. It's healthy. Mm. So yeah, I mean, any variation on chocolate, I'm mm-hmm. cool with. And the popcorn, well, if we put butter on it, I'll fart. So ghee is probably better maybe with a little brewer's yeast and salt, a little garlic powder. Yum. And then honestly, canned peaches. <laughs> wow. And you think that's a texture thing? I am. So when you're an acquired anosmic, like you experience, texture becomes king. They call it mouth feel. Sure. I want crunch. I want silky smooth. I want cold texture. 
for someone like me that can taste, texture is cool, but it's no more important than the taste. So peaches just are slick and sweet and fun because they're slimy. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a texture thing. It's more of just like, that's a fun food. Canned peaches are fun. They're fun. And peaches are fun. Why do I see a t-shirt with your little picture Get by Dole it? Dole on the phone. Who's Dole CEO? I, I have a new campaign for you. Canned peaches are fun. Can you see it? No, no. Just, just look at it. Can Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Freestone. <laughs> when did you realize I might be different with the smell thing? With the smell, yeah. Four years old, which is very young. But four years old, because I'm precocious, apparently. I was out with my father and brother, and we had been out all day, and we came in the house, walked through the front door, and as soon as we walked in, they both inhaled and exclaimed, spaghetti for dinner! And I was just, what? How, how do you know? I can't see the kitchen from the front door, mom's in the kitchen. How do you know we're having spaghetti for dinner? And my dad said, just breathe in through your nose and smell. So not helpful. That, that, that's like to a blind child. Oh no, just look through your eyes and see. Just, just try it. <laughs> try, try really it. hard. <laughs> just, just keep looking, just keep looking. And so that started a entire childhood of incredibly unhelpful directives to just breathe in through your nose and smell. All I smelled was warm air, cold air. It was irrelevant to me. And it took me a while to understand that I wasn't getting the thing that they got. It just it took me a while to understand that I was not smelling. I just thought smell was warm air. And I'm like, how do you understand warm air as pasta sauce, but also flowers, right? It just didn't. I thought scratch and sniff stickers were the biggest crock in the world. <laughs> I remember, you remember Scholastic? Oh, yeah. World? You remember Scholastic Book Fair and you could order scratch and sniff stickers? Or the, or the markers. And Did you just toss in your old? Did no, you I just... said, we're old. <laughs> we're old, girl. We're old. Because I can edit this however I want. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. You, you're yes, you young. <laughs> but yes, you I remember know this, Lisa. But I'm old. <laughs> oh, it's just you? <laughs> it's just me. I'm going to have to explain Scholastic Book Fair and Scratch and Sniff because I'm old. <laughs> And so I remember at, at school, we would get those scratch and sniff sometimes as rewards, like you did great on a test or you stayed quiet all day and you got a, you know, a rasher of scratch and sniffs. And I was utterly perplexed and angry at scratch and sniffs because I'd scratch and sniff and I'm like, warm air. And then I'm like, they're fucking broken. You gave me broken stickers. And then I'm seeing everyone else. Oh, I got it. Real beer is my favorite. Oh, bananas. Delicious. And so then I would trade. Here, take mine. I'll take yours. Thinking you get the broken ones. So then I re-scratch theirs and sniff it. Warm air. And then I think, so they're only good for one scratch? What a jip. Who, who's the marketing asshole that made this? You had quite a mouth on you when you were young. Oh, yeah. I got in trouble all the time. <laughs> A little Jewish girl in New Mexico, honey. Yeah. 
It's a Shut it down one. a little. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want. You make me. <laughs> Your stickers suck. <laughs> but canned peaches, well, don't get oh, me started. Oh, I'll shut up for canned peaches. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you and I are not going to be accused of being normal. <laughs> no, that's true. Now, how has the being anosmic? How has anosmic. that anosmic? How has that affected other parts of your life? Because that can also be dangerous. Very well. I've almost burned my house down four times. My daughter had a really, really hard infancy with diapers. Oh, no. I was very, very sad to have given her really bad, consistent diaper rash. And I definitely had to work a lot and through lots of products in order to help my poor little baby. Mm. That That was rough. That was rough. And then, you know, like sex life, it's been very liberating. It's made me filterless and made me, uh, I think, a very good partner, but also a really great confidant and someone who has no barriers around gross, ooh, weird, where it's just, I just look at it all as everyone does it. I don't have that weird factor of I'm embarrassed because my breath smells or I farted on you. And it's like, yeah. And Yes, right. You like the view? Then shut up. (laughs) So interesting because if you can't smell the house has a natural gas leak, I mean, are there alarms or something that you have to have specially in your home? Yeah, uh, yes. And I wish that we could implement some of that American Disability Act policy for anosmics because- we absolutely need those, as everyone does, smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. No one can smell the carbon monoxide, obviously. But the really big thing we need are combustible gas alarms. I cannot live in a house with gas, period. Right. It, it was, it's just too risky. But right. for people that do, and for people who live around propane or wh- whatever kind of natural gas a combustible gas alarm is just necessary and you can have portable ones to take with you but we are we are dangerous in that way so many anosmics have near death stories with gas oh my god and fire and fire well sure you think about elders as well and mm-hmm. things you know similarly or if somebody has a cold and they can't smell and to change our clocks back or forward, however that works in the time zones, is always the reminder to change your batteries and your yes. smoke alarms and all those mm-hmm. things. So there's our little PSA. We've done some there's, good. And he, but so I'm going to counter the PSA by saying the four times my house almost burnt down, they were all kitchen fires because that's where we're dangerous. Yeah. I had smoke alarms. I had smoke detectors. And oh. they didn't go off in time because of however the fire was in the kitchen, whatever, how much smoke it would take, right? They'll eventually, they went off, Uh but usually uh, what can happen is they go off after damage is being done. Oh my God. After it becomes not safe to put out, run out of house, right? Wow. 
So my alarms did go off, but they didn't go off in time to save my house. What went off were my cats. Seriously? Yeah. You, you lost a home to a fire? No, 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 no. My, my cats saved me all four times. Really? Yeah. What but did if they, they do? If I hadn't have had my cats, my, my thought, my prediction of what that fire would have looked like by the time the alarm went off would have been way too out of control up my wall for me to feel like I'm going to play <gasps> fire safety guy right. and push it out. So the same cats each time? Yeah. Each time my cat incessantly meowed. Just found you wherever you were. I'm like, shut the fuck up. What? Right. You get angry, like stop with the meowing. Yeah. Incessant meowing. And it's either me turning around or me walking back into the room and just seeing just the black smoke and the flame. And the the worst one was uh, I had a toaster oven that you push down a lever and then when it's done toasting the lever pops up my toaster oven was on a butcher block above my laundry so my laundry was in my kitchen oh i took clothes out of my dryer and put them up on the butcher block and the weight of my clothes happened to push down the lever no way on the toaster oven so oh my it just gosh. kept it went to 500 degrees and stayed there Oh, and wow. the heat then ignited mm-hmm. the clothes and it started uh, flames and the black smoke up the wall. And, oh. and it makes a noise. I'm not saying it was quiet, but I didn't notice it in just life noise, you know? Yes, like, yes. Whatever, two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and the cat was like, dude. <laughs> yes, a talking cat. Talking but cat. The thing is, is... Your cats then are actually therapy cats. Yeah. For yeah. your disability. I mean, is it a yeah. disability? It is a disability. It's 100% a disability. A disability means I have an issue that I need help with. You're wearing glasses. If you took off your glasses and I asked you to read a book or a road sign and you couldn't do it, that's just a clear sign. I'm asking for help. What does it say? Yes, you have a disability. Lucky you, you're wearing a vision aid. Yes. So you don't have to walk around asking people for help. Right. They don't make a anosmic aid. So I have to walk around asking for help. That would be interesting if, you know, the there's a lot of videos out showing a person with that has colorblind mm-hmm. issues and then they get these special glasses. Yep. I don't know if it's a fraud thing or if it's just a sales thing or if it really works. That's awesome. <laughs> they put them on and of course everybody's crying because he says, that's what green looks like. He was looking at a tree, not the sky, you know. And <laughs> what if they did that for your mouth for taste? Or if they did put it in your nose, you'd be so overwhelmed. Yes. Oh, I wouldn't. And, and this is a common uh, question we get asked. If you could get the pill, get the operation, whatever, would you do it? It's never a tool. That's interesting, Lisa. No one ever suggests it like a take on, take off. They always suggest it like oh. a remedy, like a Right. switch like a thing. And I have two very, very good examples to support my no, my emphatic no, I don't want to do it. The first one is Futurama. There's an episode in Futurama. Oh, the actual show. Extensibility. <laughs> I know I'm quoting cartoons. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's my daughter. She, she found these for me and now I can't stop quoting them. Yeah. So stench and stenchability, the character Zoiberg, who's a 
stinky crustacean character who just is his shtick is he smells he lives in a dumpster oh sure he's Oscar he the Grouch reinvented remix yes yes <laughs> He falls in love with a beautiful young woman who owns a flower stall. How ironic. Even more ironic is she has no sense of smell. They call it her nose is broken. And so she falls in love with Zoiberg because she can't smell his stink. And Zoiberg feels really bad about her not being able to smell. So he buys her an operation. She comes out of the operation and everything is backwards. Everything that's Smells good, smells bad. Everything that's bad smells good. Oh, okay. So she, she can't stand the smell of the flower stall. She becomes a garbage worker and stays in love with Zoiberg because she loves the smell of garbage. So that's site number one. I'm like, no, 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 not for me. And then number two is SpongeBob. Yes, I'm quoting <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> and there's a character on SpongeBob named Patrick. He's a starfish. Okay. He doesn't have a nose. True. And in this episode, no nose nose, I think is what it's called. Patrick <laughs> decides, I've had enough of this. I want a nose. By golly, what's this smell thing you're talking about? So he goes to some crustacean surgeon and he gets a nose put on and he becomes a terror because he becomes hyper sensitive <laughs> to smell. What's that? Oh, gross. Ah. And he just becomes this total raging asshole who just smells everything and just throws stuff away and just terrorizes and and then and then i think spongebob like rips his nose off or you know <laughs> the nose goes away and pat uses his spatula to scrape yeah. it off <laughs> and they bury it in the graveyard and oh well yeah that was fun while it lasted <laughs> and so again moral to the story don't do it it never turns out well so no, Did you no, base no. your decisions on medical science <laughs> on two different cartoons. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's how that's how much trust I have in science <laughs> in their understanding of anosmia, let alone congenital anosmia. If True. that doesn't illustrate that, I don't know what does. Oh, you are fabulous. So does that mean you were born without the actual glands? Like I've had sinus surgery, mm-hmm. so I know what you're going through. No, I just love to say that. <laughs> So this is a really interesting question for all congenital anosmics. The acquired people know, right? I had a cold, I had a brain injury, right? They can cite usually the thing and the doctors can help support that and study that and understand it, try to help. Congenitals, nobody gives a rat's ass. Like doctors are like, "Mm, oh, well, huh? Well, you know, if you can taste, you can smell. You're just not noticing it. I don't know why you can't smell. No one else in your family has that? Yeah, just must be a thing. Yeah, must just be you. I don't know. So there's no research into it. I asked, I went in on a mission and I documented this in two of my videos. I'm going to get a diagnosis. And I did it for selfish reasons for a free pass into the National Park Service. (laughs) I have to say, I saw that one. I highly recommend everybody watch that. You oh, are you. fabulous in videos. Just they're they're quick cuts and it gets right to it. And you are so funny. You are just oh, great you. to watch. So oh, keep going. That. I just had to plug that. I did see this one. This is oh great. Oh my God. I love it. So I, I found out that the National Park Service has this thing called an access pass. And I'm not mooching off of anybody. It's for people with permanent sensorial disabilities, which is congenital anosmia. But I needed a doctor to sign off on that. So I went to 
my doctor to, to get it. Also, at the same time, COVID is happening. And also at the same time, people are saying anosmia is a diagnostic symptom. We're going to be making people smell stuff to get into places, leaving countries, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this sounds a little German to me and not in a good way. <laughs> and so I said, maybe it would behoove me to have <laughs> you, a piece of paper. And you got to use the word behoove. I get to use the word behoove. That says this young lady can't smell on purpose. This is not COVID related. So I, I go in saying, oh, I'm going to get free passes to parks and I'm going to not get kicked out of places I want to go. And I go to my doctor and I first try my gynecologist to say, can you just write me a note? And she's like, no, I don't my feel comfortable talking about your nose. Wrong end. Yeah. She's like, mm -mm, I don't do that. And I'm like, for God's sake. So... <laughs> But you still got to pay for that appointment. <laughs> yeah, right? So I find an ENT and I like I walk in naively. Hi, congenital anosmic, never been able to smell. I can taste, can't smell. What I need is this. Do, 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 do. And he's like, oh, okay, so there's a priority series of things we have to do. So he sticks a camera up my nose. He makes me do scratch and sniff trauma. He then sends me for an MRI. And then I get my results. But more interesting than the results, I find out I have a hole in my head. Unrelated to the congenital anosma. He goes, oh, yeah, that's just a run-of-the-mill nine-millimeter hole. And Is the hole within your nasal area? Okay, it's in my Meckles cave, if that means anything to anyone. Dang, I think I went there once. <laughs> Holy it's stalagmites. Right diverticulum. <laughs> Do we all have this cave in our heads? We all have this cave. Mine has a nine millimeter hole. But the good news is there's no brain seepage. No, but you have a cave with a window, girl. Oh my gosh. You have a cave with a view. I have a cave with a view. You just made my day. <laughs> a cave with a view. That's the name of my book, bitch. A cave yes. with a view. Yes. Oh, bestseller. <laughs> Best smelling author. No, Best you're not. Best smelling. Oh my God. It's, it writes itself, Lisa. No, it's just that we are that good collaborating. Is that it? Okay. I yeah. take it. I take it. So you find out you've got a hole and what else hole did they in say? My head, you were missing glands? Misses. He's just like, you know, whatever. And then he says, yep, you don't have any bulbs and there's no olfactory nerve and that's oh. why you can't smell. Here's a part of my show where I get to ask you a question. Okay. I've been asking you questions. I want to know if you've ever had a dare or a prank that you've done or had done to you. People don't dare me because I am so extreme that they're like, what's the point? But I will tell you my epic poop story. Okay. It this sounds this like is a first. Dare. And that? a prank. Okay. It's both together. And what do you call it? My epic poop story. Okay. Okay. My, my daughter, when she was in middle school, went to school further than our school district. So I had to bus her in. I had to drive her to an isolated pickup spot and the bus would come and take her to school. And then I'd pick her up there, same spot. Didn't know anybody. It's in the middle of this big park. There was no place for her to go. I had to be there. Okay. I was going to surprise her with a pizza. So I 
have my time, I go into Boulder and I order the pizza while it's cooking, there's a Dairy Queen next door to which I say, why not? Dip cone, please. Chocolate and chocolate dip cone. So I (laughs) eat it within five seconds because (laughs) I don't want it to melt. Pick up the pizza and I start driving to my daughter about five, seven minutes away from where I ingested the Dairy Queen dip cone. About a minute out, I realized what a terrible, bad decision that was because I am lactose intolerant. And that Dairy Queen dip cone was unsettled. It was not having a pleasant trip through the system. And it just made everything go off. Uh-oh. And I immediately start getting flop sweat. I pinch my cheeks. I'm sitting higher in my chair and I'm driving towards the pickup. And I look at my clock and I determine I don't have time to go home and poop and go pick up my kid. And I'm And if I don't pick her up, she's left alone, no cell phone, in the middle of nowhere with no idea what to do because we had not made a contingency plan. And is there a pizza in the car too? There's a pizza in the car. Oh my. Hot pepperoni pizza. And And it's a gamble. Can I squeeze it in, get her in the car? And it's, a, it's an additional five minutes or so from the pickup to my house. And I'm like, can I do it? Can I do it? Flop sweat, flop sweat, pinching my cheeks, <laughs> breathing. Okay, I can do it. I can do it because I can't go home. I can't, I can't leave my kid. She'll get kidnapped immediately. Of the course. child molester will be right there in the van. And if I'm not there, she's gone. I'm going to go pick her up. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And I'm driving and I get there and it is not fine. It is not fine. But I'm the only one there. None of the parents are there yet. And I said, okay, I have a minute to figure this out. Is there a tree in the park that I can squat near and just, you know, like, pop oh, it I need to pick something up over here. <laughs> oh, look at me. Oh, my pants fell. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and remember, I don't really have those boundaries and filters. So I'm, oh. I'm pretty open. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the tree. I'm going to go to the tree. Yep. As soon as I decide I'm going to go to the tree, moms, bunch of Karens show up. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Shit. So I open my door and then all the dads show up in their cars. Hey, Bob. Hey, Jeff. Ooh, mountain bike. Mm, beer. <laughs> I'm so screwed. I'm trapped in my car, but it's an SUV. It's an SUV with tinted windows. And I think, I think, okay, I'm going to poop in my car. That's fine. I am going to poop in my car. And I see the box of pizza. And I go, that box is made to hold hot, heavy load. No, no. And I go, pizza it is. But I'm, but I'm such a good mom. I take the pizza out and I fling it on the dashboard as I'm simultaneously like unbuttoning my pants, pulling the box with me to leap over the back into the way back of the suburban and as soon as i get into the way back i find the the mother load the the treasure of all treasures newspaper i had newspaper in the back so i i i abandon the pizza box and i just barely make pull my pants down fling out some paper and i just take a big old crap on the newspaper and it's just pleasant but I realize as it's I'm pleasant. on the paper, my daughter 
is walking towards the car, which oh. would have been fine. She didn't know me. She would have been like, are you shitting in the car? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but she's with a friend. I had forgotten she had invited a friend. So these two little middle schoolers who are embarrassed about everything in life. And anything. Anything. Walking towards the car and my pants are down and I, and I quickly look at the situation and I go, huh, I can work with this. So I just, I pull up my pants. I go to the front seat, dragging the pizza box and I remove the pizza from the dashboard and throw it back in the box. <laughs> but I understand from life and people telling me that poop smells. So I'm envisioning that she's going to open the car door and this like Arctic air of like, woof, <laughs> is just going to just come bolting out of the car and they're going to like be pushed over by this very strong smell. Yeah. So I decide the way to combat that is to open and close the pizza box to just disperse <laughs> the pizza smell, thinking, no, no. thinking that's what you do in a bathroom, except it's an air freshener. Well, I'm just doing pizza everywhere. No, I don't think so. No, it, it didn't work. And they opened the door and they were what? like, what is that? What are you talking about? I got you pizza. No. Pizza, and they're like, Ugh. we did not have a great celebration. She did not eat the pizza. This is why people don't dare me because I poop in my own car. All the while, I know you're going to get all these great endorsement commercials, like for the Bjorn's Crayola mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Dole for Peaches. Yes. But you're not nailing Dairy Queen as endorsing. So you kind of blew that one right out, right out the back of your SUV. I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. Lisa, I, w I didn't think about monetizing it. Oh no. It wasn't Dairy Queen. It was, <laughs> it was Twisty Freeze. <laughs> what a thrill to meet you. I know we're going to do something else together. I just, we just have to. This is Oh so my fun. God. Yes, please. Please, please, please. Oh, throw down some websites and how people can find you and your awesome videos. <laughs> you can find me by simply typing in my name, Dia Klein, D-I-A-K-L-I-N-E, into Google and everything will come up. You can find me on YouTube, Dia Klein. You can find me on Instagram, Dia Klein. You can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook, Dia Klein. My website, here's the fun part. My website is SEO Life, but it's Hungarian, so it's not easy. It's spelled E-Z-J-O, life. And that's Hungarian for you good, S-Y-O. And that's where your blog is too, right? That's where my blog is, yep. Nice. This has been so fun. I'm honored to have chatted with you, Dia Klein. Remember that we can only be strangers once. Stay weird. Oh my God, yes. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. This has been Stranger Connections with Lisa David Olson. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.